My name is Adam Hanover and this is the Boxing Coaches Podcast. We take a look into the craft of coaching, asking the ultimate question, can we do it better? The podcast delves into areas like skill acquisition, learning theories, sports science, developing relationships and also the nitty gritty of boxing's day-to-day coaching practice. We're here for 10 to 30 minutes, so square yourself away for a while and let's talk boxing coaching. Hi guys, welcome to episode number 30 of the Boxing Coaches Podcast. Um, This week I thought I'd talk about pads, and it's a conversation that I've had with so many different coaches at shows, uh, with coaches on the Dice program, uh, even with boxers, but um, it's something that's really, really contentious, contentious, and uh, I think something that needs to be spoke about a little bit more. So, um, yeah, so kind of here it goes. I mean, at the moment I'm just kind of stuck in traffic uh, on the A27 to come back from uh, from the Dice Boxing Academy back to Eastbourne where I live uh, and I thought why not have a little go at it now. So pads, focus pads, um, we all kind of know what bad looks like, we've, we've seen it before, we've seen all these uh, silly pads where people are developing these 27 punch combinations with all these flash um, movements in between but with the, without the principles of actually how to punch, without the mechanics, without the rotation from the toes and the, and the hips and the shoulders, and without the extension. So it turns into a bit of a, a dance, it turns into a choreographed um, set of movements, which um, which is not what boxing is about. It's very unrepresentative. So um, on the flip side of that, there are some benefits to it, of how to actually move in some ways from one punch to another. But often these, these drills, which I'm not a big fan of, are often, like I say, choreographed um, and there's very little adjustments or movement. So, you know, boxing is, is very much perception action coupling. So what I mean by that is what you see dictates how you, you react and, and what you act. So the problem I have with just, just general pads is that a pad's there um, and you put up a left pad if you're an orthodox boxer and nine times out of ten that means throw a jab you put out a right pad that means a rear hand a straight rear hand or a cross if you will to that and um, it becomes a, a bit of a pavlovian thing a bit of a um, stimulus response so there it is and hit it and i think we get to a point at the start where that that's great and you learn and the coach will coach you through that and they will um kind of break down what you're doing wrong and you know some these approaches are sometimes good especially with early learning but the further we go up the the experience chain we know what we're doing so you could argue well it's, it's about kind of sharpening the boxer and really really kind of uh, tweaking them but i think the principles kind of get lost a little bit what we do and i suppose what i'm trying to say now is i'm really starting to think about changing what i'm doing and challenging a bit of convention of what we think good pads are um so if they look really, really sharp on the pads, bang, bang, one, two, moving the feet, not getting caught, all that kind of stuff, it's great. But I think ultimately, are they actually learning much or are they just kind of like tweaking a few things they already know? Because they know what the answer is. So the, the coach is putting up a pad, hit that, the boxer hits that, but basically the coach has provided them with the answer. Here's the answer. And when they land the pad, land the shot, they're just confirming the answer. But very little is there the boxer actually show, throwing a shot but choosing what shot to throw because it's dictated by the coach so really we're actually preparing them and giving them the answers for them just to confirm it and i think well well that's not boxing and i remember um on the pads when i was a boxer 
throwing shots and thinking, okay, this looks sharp. I'm really, really ready for this bout now. And then the moment the boxer, the opponent started moving and doing something a little bit different, it just completely went out the window and it felt, it almost felt like it was devalued to me because I didn't know the dance steps anymore. I, I wasn't aware of the choreography. You know, if it was strictly gone dancing, you know, it certainly wouldn't be a seven or above. You know, it, it, I'd be out of range all the time. And the more I think about it as a coach, the more I think, are conventional pads that beneficial you know do we put too much stock in them and i don't want to go too dogmatic on this because one you know you could say well there, there are lots of benefits to them there's lots of things in terms of confidence and it gives the coach an, an opportunity to to work one-to-one and have a look at things and have and to really tweak things and look at technique uh, but then you could argue technique is a great thing and we need to have good technique depending on what that is you know, so technique really, you know, often defined as is basically an answer to a problem. Technique is an answer to a problem. But do we do we enough look at tactical approach to boxing? Do we know the tactics? You know, are we thinking about where we're standing in the ring first? You know, what our approach is? You know, are we following principles like attack, defend, attack, or defend, attack, defend? Um, or are we just saying a good boxer is someone who can throw a rear hand? But technique's an isolation, isn't it? So technique is an isolated skill. And people can be technically brilliant, but skillfully, maybe not so adept because the situation changes so much. And are pads really representative enough of the problems that boxing causes us? And I'm not too sure because we all get into patterns in boxing. You know, like here's a one-two, we put the pads together. So they know to throw a one-two and then we throw like a hook over and they roll underneath it and they look brilliant. And to the untrained eye, they look like professionals who've been doing it for many, many years. But when it comes to a bout, can they do that? No, they always get caught by the hook. So, you know, how representative is really our pads? So. A lot of thoughts I've been having about them, um, and I've had, like I said, I've had this, co- this chat with a few coaches, is can we take away the pad and stop telling them to throw it here? Let's present a pad or two pads and ask them to throw two or three shots. They choose. So pop, pop, pop. So they're thinking about how to deal with it. We throw a couple of shots and perhaps the constraint is they must choose a different a different defense each time and then a counter, but we change it as often as possible rather than kind of drilling and block practicing certain things in where I'm just saying, here's a dance, learn the tango. Here's a dance, uh, learn how to do the foxtrot. And that's well and good, but it's knowing when to use the foxtrot, when to use the tango. Um, and I just think conventional pa- uh, pads, and I'm massive for this one as well, you know, I, I'm sometimes mid pads and I'm thinking, is this really helping my boxer? Are they actually learning? Are they in this messy zone we've talked about in previous podcasts where they actually have to work out the problem? They have to work out what is actually going on. How can I solve this problem? So are we causing them enough problems when we're doing pads or are they actually just um, reacting to a stimulus they've seen a billion times which isn't representative of the sport of boxing? And I just think the more we do pads, sometimes we're just creating these fixed patterns that don't actually help and it's not messy learning. So we're not getting into that um, we're not getting into that uh, uncomfortable learning zone that we talked about in, um, I think it was episode 27 perhaps, I might be wrong with that without looking. Uh, but just something that I'm really, really considering at the moment, guys. So as I mentioned earlier, I don't really want to go too dogmatic on this, too um, preachy and putting my my sort of opinion across um, you know there are when pads are done well 
you know, there is a course learning done to it. Um, and I think we have to work out what it, what are good pads. You know, what does what do um, what does that actually look like? So I think coaches that really move their own feet and look like a boxer, so holding the pads in a position where they look like a boxer, so the boxer makes that uh, link between what they're doing rather than being a drill. It's actually a combat situation. So a coach constantly moving their feet. Um, all the time so the boxer has to readjust and, 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 and really think about controlling the range which is you know as any ex-boxer will know probably the hardest thing in boxing is actually to get your range right you know which range what range do you want it at you know which what range do you want this opponent at and how you move your feet and maintain that correct range that's really difficult but I think we tend to and I do this much too much is we tend to move the pads or move our feet stop let the boxer just find their range with no issues of them uh, of a shot coming at them or so we've kind of like fixed the problem for them by actually just moving into the range that they want it at and then the whole cycle repeats again so that whole finding range is often um, made too easy for them but it doesn't translate when it goes into boxing and of course transference of skill is what we should be focusing on as a coach making sure it transfers into a real situation um, there's of course the, the normal slapping with the pads of the coach brings the pad to the boxer so instantly their feet are far too far out of range they're throwing the shot um, and thinking that's successful because it's hit the pad um, but in reality they would have missed so we're breeding that false confidence um, with the boxer all the time so as we mentioned in one of the previous podcasts um, that that would be in that top top left hand zone um, of the um, of the model we talked about and um, this actually forgets me um, it's it sort of um, it leaves me what the zone that is. I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, so, yeah, so that whole meeting of it, really slapping into it. And I think people start developing. They think they're really confident. So they're landing the shot all the time. So they must be really good at this. And then, like I say, the moment they go and spar and the person moves their feet, oh, what's happened here? Um, another way that I think pads are, are very good is that when a coach actually throws a lot more back so let's be honest boxing is 50 50 surely so 50 percent attack 50 percent defend um but on pads how much of it really is offensive you know again i'll hold my hands up and say it's probably something like 75 percent on a good day is probably offensive with 25 percent of what's happening coming back so of course they're going to learn to be a lot more better offensively than defensively when you watch a novice bout what actually happens is um the kids throw some great shots at each other um but there's no adjustment afterwards and they're getting caught on the way out or they're getting caught on the way in you know so we're, we're a little um so we're not really sliding their attentional focus towards areas that need to to work so they're not really um you know moving their head their hands aren't ready or they're not adjusting their feet and i think a lot of that does come from pads um, and bad habits there so i remember talking one day to a colleague of mine um a lot of you may know ivan cobb um, and we spoke about pads and um and actually how much of the shots that are thrown actually land on the pads and pretty much 100% there might be the odd shot which kind of misses slightly but ultimately is nicking the target um, but we talked actually about well what happens 
if they miss the target and how many times do they miss the target when they're boxing and you know the answer is a lot it's a lot more so you know they might throw to the head and of course what happens then uh, they, they step in they fall in when the guy ducks underneath or rolls a shot and they fall in and they fall on top of each other and then the refs having to break them and they're spoiling the work and nothing's scoring because they're leaning on um, and I wonder how much pads are actually helping us for that so are we should we be making people miss a lot more in pads should we be you know if you see them loading up should we be just moving out of the way a little bit should we be moving the whole pad out of the way i mean of course it's easier for me to move a pad out of the way than it is for a person to hit it because my hands always gonna be faster than someone have thrown a whole distance or, or, or a full journey of a punch so you know maybe that's not fair but if we're if we're actually going to get them to learn and get them into that messy learning zone then perhaps we need to actually get them to to miss a lot more than they actually do um now i can i can hear people from the other side saying well actually well if they throw and miss all the time they're going to jar their elbows yeah of course they will jar their elbows, and there is that potential for injury but there are ways that we can strengthen that you know like things like negative bicep curls and strengthening the upper back so they don't get those uh, hyperextension. there is that but I think ultimately boxers are going to hurt themselves if they don't know how to miss a pad anyway. So making sure that they're rotational is very central. They're driving from the feet and getting that rotation rather than leaning forward and trying to really extend the arm and getting those issues around the shoulders, the rotator cuff issues around at the elbow and things like that. Because they're not used to missing. They're used to hitting as hard as they can on the pad and getting that pushback from the pad. So we're not teaching them how to miss. So if they do miss can they adjust their feet is how do they adjust their balance you know boxing is very visual but it's also very kinesthetic isn't it so you actually have that feeling of how to recover from a shot um, but if you watch people getting knackered and during a bout it's often because they've thrown perhaps a big left hook or a big overhand right they've missed and then the journey to come back to that central position is a massive journey which expels a lot of energy you know the core has to really fire up to bring them back and they're not those muscles aren't really used to to stabilizing that movement because they're so used to hitting pads all the time um, so I wonder you know it is that kind of risk versus reward but are we making them land the shots too much and I'm sure there's lots of coaches now saying yeah I make the miss all the time you know and that's great and I, I, you know I'd say well why do you do that you know is it have you got a, a real reason for why you're making them miss and you know hopefully the answer would be something along the lines of I want them to see what their balance like is like or or what their strategies are when they miss you know have they still got the balance to defend or even come back with another shot you know I think that, that that's really really important but it's something that I'm challenging myself on massively at the moment every shot mostly is landing and I'm thinking oh, I've really got to make them miss I'm, I'm, I kind of get out of this um, ingrained padding system that I'm doing about just letting them land all the time and then again, I'm hearing another argument sort of uh, in, um, in my ear, which would be, well, we don't want to destroy their confidence. So, you know, when is it, when is the right time for that messy zone for missing? And it's certainly not two or three days before about, and it certainly isn't in the changing rooms as they're about to um, as they're about to box, because again, you've got that the whole maintenance of of confidence. We want them feeling confident as they're going in the ring. Um, and we don't want them getting injured. So of course there's, there's that side of things. But you know, if they're going to learn, then I don't know. I just think we need to really make it a lot more messy with the pads. Um, and the flip side of that is, is well, actually, if you take a box from the pads and it's very messy, are they going to have low confidence here, thinking, well, that this person's not very good on the pads. You know, I, you know, I can't seem to land anything. Well, if we have that conversation with the boxer and tell them 
I'm going to make you miss a lot. And here's the reasons why I'm going to make you miss, because I want to see what you do. I want to see what your strategies are to recover, to keeping your balance and really sort of focus on real principles. And if we can agree that, then the boxer will realize that perhaps it should be a lot more mess. It should be messy because if it's messy, that means there's a problem to be solved. If there's a problem to be solved, then that means um, I'm going to have to deal with that problem. I'm going to have to come up with a resolution. Therefore, I'm going to grow. I'm going to get better. Then we can have the conversation with the boxer about strategies, about how to actually uh, do something a little bit different as we're creating the issues and they're trying to solve them rather than us telling them exactly what to do all the time uh, with their elbow position, their foot position, that kind of thing. Let's keep creating those those issues. And again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here driving home now. Where am I now? I'm in New Haven. And I, I'm, I'm being a hypocrite because I don't do that myself. But perhaps this is a bit of uh, therapy for myself to think, let's make this a little bit more messy tonight. So tonight I'm at my club Eastbourne. Um, I need to make it a little bit more messy. Um, but as long as there's an understanding of why I want messy learning, why I want people to miss. Um, and I'm sure, you know, this is such a monster to talk about pads. I'm sure there's massive elements that I've really missed out already as I'm driving across a bridge in New Haven. Um, and people are saying X, Y, Z, what about this? Please, 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 you know, send me, you know, send me a message, you know, on the, on the Facebook page, on Instagram, you know, or, or email me. My email is adam.haniver which is H-A-N-I-V-E-R at G-B-M-C dot A-C dot U-K. So once again, that's Adam dot Hanover at G-B-M-C dot A-C dot U-K. Let me know, um, you know, what struggles have you had? Um, you know, do you kind of get what I'm talking about? Do you disagree? I'm sure most people do disagree. But let me know why, because, you know, I've got the answers. This is just like a journey that I'm going through at the moment, and I'm trying to sort of uh, push my way through the bushes and, and, and find and find different ways to, to make pads a little bit better. But I'm just trying to challenge convention a little bit at the moment, guys, and thinking, are we doing it the right way? Or are we are we sort of seeing fantastic, sharp, snappy pads and saying that's the way forward? I'm not 100% convinced it is. I know there is learning involved with that, so of course there are some benefits. But I just want to challenge convention a little bit and think, can we do it better as a sport? You know, what, what adaptions can we make because ultimately, if we're just doing the same things all the time, then we're going to get the same results. And, you know, and perhaps if we're not challenging convention, maybe we're letting the boxers down. I don't know. Please let me know. So go on to the, um, the Boxing Coaches podcast, web pa- um, Facebook page, Instagram page. We have a Twitter account as well. Put your comments on there. It might seem a little bit like clickbait. Um, there's a word that uh, Rory Kang um, taught me about. Um, but let's see what's um, you know what everybody thinks out there about pads. I mean, the, the, you know what are good pads, what are bad pads, what are learning pads. You know, we, we talk about tactical pads, technical pads, conditioning pads, fault correction pads. There's all these things that we do in in um, in our gyms and we do in coach education. You know, what are the benefits? What's good practice? What's what's not so good practice? Let's let's share this, and let's think about how we're going to make it up our sport a little bit better because really pads is quite a big part of what we do so you know do we keep going the way we're going you know are we getting good results i don't know or can we change it so yeah again i'm repeating myself but let me know what your thoughts are on this guys because this is something i'm really passionate about and really want to challenge my own um my own ethos my own um way of learning and uh, hopefully we can get it right you know and you know boxes as well what do you think you know are you learning a lot from the pads you're getting at the moment or are you not let's ask the boxers what how can we change this so perhaps we just need to um we need to let them choose the targets rather than us offering targets but within that it can get a bit messy but is, no, is that a bad thing perhaps not so again let me know your thoughts guys um yeah quick short and sharp one today 
as I'm driving through. I'm going into Seaford now, on the way to back to Eastbourne. Um, yeah, a bit of a rant one for a change today, but um, hopefully someone's got something. But that was, um, someone's, you've all taken something from that, perhaps. But please challenge me. I'm sure I'm wrong in loads of different areas. Um, so let's have that conversation. That's what um, that's what it's all about, guys. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next week on the Coaches Podcast, the Boxing Coaches Podcast, even. I'm getting that crazy driving in my car. I've forgotten the name of my own podcast. Anyway, guys, have a great week and good luck to everyone next weekend at the development finals. All the best. Cheers, guys. Bye. If you liked this podcast, similar content and discussions can be found at the Box Gathering. The Box Gathering is a social initiative born out of the ashes of the first lockdown in March 2020. We provide a platform where coaches, boxers, officials and boxing enthusiasts can join together online to discuss various boxing topics. It's free to join and upgrade options offer unlimited access to all our live gatherings, campfire videos and coaching resources. Join today at www the boxgathering.co.uk